10 years ago, I never thought I'd be in between you two. So, likewise. Likewise. It's not fun being in between me and Bundy. No. You know what I mean? Nah. Tight quarters. Pretty much worst case scenario, actually. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. You know. Two chicks at the same time. It's real nigga shit. you real nigga story. You know what I'm saying? This beat is so, so rich. All right, uh, episode, what is it, 11? Yep. Episode 11. Um, here we go. We get a lot of complaints about the, the shaky table. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want you to take care of that, Justin. Uh, today, we have, a, we have a guest here today, uh, Mr. Sean Callery. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. And I got uh, Mr. Bundles, my co-host, Bundy, Wait. back in the building. Yep. Yep. Bundy's... Um, been really uh, working out lately, taking it. This fucking lights now. This goes. Has been taking it real seriously lately, and Bundy's been dropping a few pounds. No, actually, and um, yeah, he's back in the gym, and and he's kind of giving me a little motivation because I get in these ruts, man. Where where um, or like a routine thing where I'm in the gym and I'm doing good, and I start eating pretty good, and, and I'm working out every day, and then I'll take off and go on vacation or do something, and uh, I won't go to the gym, and it takes me a fucking month to get back in the gym, you know, yeah. and um, you know, you can you can make whatever excuses you want with the holidays and Thanksgiving, but I just been eating like a real scumbag, you know what I mean, and that's that's the bottom line, and um, you know, I hate to be one of these. My father is a is a gym rat. He was in the service when he was younger, and he's a real routine guy. And he gets up, he's 80, he gets up at 4.30 in the morning, he goes to the gym every day. And he hates uh, the beginning of the year because the gym will be packed because of all these, you know, New Year's resolution assholes, as he calls them, you know. So, ah, oh, fucking 100 people at the gym on the machines, you know, they'll be gone in fucking two weeks, you know, so... But looks like I'll be um, I'll be one of those guys heading into the new year trying to uh, trying to do it do it right trying to trying to get back at it. Um, today's guest Sean, um, little guy, good athlete, uh, been sober how long now? Uh, shit, it's coming up on six years. Coming up on six I years of sobriety, and uh, Sean, like us, has had you know he's got a. He's got somewhat of a checkered past. Good, good, a great athlete growing up, and um, you know, got in, got into the drugs, and um, which led to crime. And he was very good at what he did. One of the best, one of the best boosters around. Um, you know, you got it. It was an art back then. Now people are just going in stores with trash bags. But back then, you know, um, I was I was a pretty good thief. But some, you know, some were just naturals, you know, go out, you know, you always dress sharp, you always look good. I always tried to look decent when I was out, you know, boosting and doing stuff too. Different yeah. haircuts, you know. Yeah. Get yeah. dressed up with a polo one day, sweatshirt the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh tough with red hair though. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was I was talking to Bundy earlier this week and there was a I think I said it before, but I had a little cop, Jeff Davidson, say to me when I was a kid, you know, we get a call, I was like fourteen, you know. You know, stealing bikes, whatever. We get a call and they say, you know, the kid had red hair. He's like, it's a real short list, and you know, you're on the top of it. You know, so, but yeah, yeah, I get, I get, uh, I get where you're coming from. Um, so, uh, Sean, you can, uh, you can take the mic and tell us about uh, a little bit about yourself, 
How you met me and Mr. Bundles? And, yeah, you yeah. Know, One uh, speaking of the night, uh, eventful summer <clears throat> at the Burka House of Correction. Um, like Mike said, I was an athlete, uh, low high, played some college sports, and uh, about 19 years old, I was hanging out at Molly Kay's. You know, I was a couple um, couple years underage, and uh, I was getting in a little bit of trouble. So my mother, uh, she called Pat Murphy behind my father's back and uh they signed me up to be a corrections officer nice, um, nice. your father was a was a corrections my officer father was a, uh, a big deal out at, at Perica, 32 years um built the place so i always knew about it um was involved in a softball game when i was a kid in mates offices yeah, so. that was the best i was in the all-star game in um against the cops and back then the cops families like you said would come in the daughters would be there kids yeah. they'd yeah. have cookouts they'd have you know coolers full of sodas and gatorade stuff they didn't have in the canteen and they'd have this annual all-star game of the you know the inmates versus the cops and um yeah, one of my proudest moments, I hit a home run in the All-Star game against the cops. You know? uh, yeah. And, and I wasn't a big home run hitter. You know, base hits, line drives. So when I hit a home run in the All-Star game against the cops, it was like uh, one of my proudest right. moments. You know, I mean, there wasn't a lot of them, you know, but uh, that was a big one. The, uh, you know, work in the gym in Barreca, too. Some of the best athletes in, in Middlesex County end up out there. You know, you had the basketball Christmas tournament. Uh, every day, just playing rec. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean McCormick. I remember him playing basketball. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, in the gym, he could play. Watertown. Uh, yeah, Watertown, Mass. But yeah, so uh, June 2005, I was 19. I I went out and they signed me up for summer help. But with summer help, you didn't you didn't get any training or anything. I think it was like four days, and uh, they got you a uniform and they they sent you out there. Just threw you right in, right huh? in there. Threw you right so, into the wolves because of the last name. You know, I went right to the tears. And uh, you know, worked with a bunch of good guys, but and the hold on, the people that don't know about the tears, the tears in Billerica, like most jails and newer jails now, but this was an ancient jail, and there's 25 cells on each side, two guys to each cell, so there was you know this side, that side, first tier was, and then second tier. And when they cracked the doors, it would just be bedlam, people running out, trying to run to the gym to get the weight benches, to get this, that, running out the yard, playing softball, running out to the other yard to play handball. It was like, uh, it was like a bell ringing in high school, you know, and yeah. it was fucking madness back then, you know, it's a little different now. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, everybody came out first tier, second tier. Um, years later, they got away from that. They started letting people out side by side and, and really, but, um, you know, there was eight offices on the first tier and I don't know, a couple hundred inmates out at a time. So, yeah, um, it was really fun. Yeah. Well, it'd be like 400 people out at once. Yeah. 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 Um, but unheard of now. Yeah. Yeah. As you Divide got comfortable out there, you know, you, you figured out who the good inmates were, who the bad yeah. inmates were. And it really was, it wasn't us against them. You know, you, you made sure on the officer side, uh, nobody got hurt. Everyone home. That was the mentality. But you didn't try to break anybody's balls. So, um, you know, but I met Mike. I remember my first day. <clears throat> I think you were down A and B side on the back. And uh, you hung on the door. And they send the new guys down to the back. Kind of get your cherry pops, right? Uh, and uh, 
you're nervous, you're scared. You know, I was 19 years old and everybody steps in and the doors are shutting and there's Mike just hanging on the door, not shutting his door. And I, I'll never forget Timmy Finnegan yelled down. Finnegan, he's Timmy, all right. Uh, yeah, Timmy said, that's my calories, kid, Mike, step in, you know. Um, <clears throat> but a couple of days later, um, at the time, Bundy was in the hole when I started. So <clears throat> you're getting a fight in the old Barica, you do 30 days, right? You do the program, they give yep. you the program, you know, whatever it was. So yeah. Bundy, 30 days earlier, had gotten into a fight with a guy named Gene Jackson. Um, <laughs> Gene Jackson, yeah. And it's, it's nuts when you work there. It's like being from Lowell and you remember all the athletes' name, right? You remember all the inmates' names, right? And uh, you can drive through any city in the Middlesex County and you'll say, yeah, I remember him, you know, 2008, yeah. so-and-so was out there. But um, I'm in the day room, the, um, you know, you hear fight in the gym, fight in the gym, whoever's working the gym screaming. Um, the officers on the second tier run over. We run upstairs and uh, Bundy's going at it with Gene Jackson. Um, and I remember he he, uh, he waited for you, right? After you yeah. worked out that day. Yeah, he, he waited so I couldn't move. Yeah, KG <laughs> move, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. He, he waited till we did arms. Till yeah. arms if, yeah. any, if anyone knows, if you do curls for an hour, you can't throw a punch. You right. just have no, you have no snap when you punches. Your arms are locked like this. Yeah. It's like the old rock and sock and yeah. robots. There's no, yeah. you know, you get no snap. So yeah, that's, that was, yeah. he was, he was crazy like a fox. Right, one. right, right. So, yeah. uh, Anyways, we they break it up. They cuff up Bundy. And uh, I had the door shut to go out to the yard. We don't want any inmates coming in. And they brought Bundy through the day room. Yeah. I still remember you got the bloody nose going. I was split uh, a little, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah, split yeah, a little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> double cuffed. Yeah. Big dude, you know. Yeah. And they were walking through. And like I said, I'm 19 years old. And I just saw my, my first fight in jail. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right, yeah. this is real. Um, and out of the sudden, you know, you see Mike come flying across the room <clears throat> and he's in the back of the day room and he's rounding up the crew. Yeah. Um, he probably <laughs> rounded up about 30 guys yeah. and uh, they surrounded all the black guys in the day room. Um, so, you know, you hit the panic button, whatever the situation is, the, the, the deputies, they called everybody, right? So, uh, guys like Curtis LeMay were up there, guys who haven't been on the block, you know, in forever. They're coming up from intake, they're coming from CWP, they're coming from work release and I never forget it. We split the guys, right, by races. And, uh, you know, we called wreck early. And I was with Boz, Dave Robertson. Um, and we were the walking boss. you guys back down to the first chair, uh, first tier down A and B side. And, uh, you know, I'm saying to Boz, what do I do? And he said, you played football, right? Just lay them out. You know, if, if someone takes a shot, tackle them, get them on the ground, do your thing. Um, so we're putting the guys back down A and B side. And I hear some feet shuffling. And uh, come to find out, it's Mike Lee. Um, there was a kid named Bobby Offit from Cambridge who, who thought the situation was funny. And, and Mike didn't think the situation was that funny. So no. Mike hit him with a left hand. Um, still remember him. He dropped him. Um, and I still remember me and Boz had to, we had to high-low you, you know. <laughs> I went down around your legs, Boz went over the top. <laughs> And we cuffed you up. It happened pretty quick. Huh? Um, but summers in Barica, it was like, I never forget sitting there and, and kids are coming down the stairs from the second tier, right? The first tier is already out and they're high-fiving. And it's like, you're back in Barica for the summer. And yeah. uh, I, I couldn't really, you know, compute that. Um, and then years later, um, you know, I had 
14 surgeries to date. Um, and I got introduced to the oxys. So um, I had a tough run with the oxys, lost my job out of Barica. I actually got in a fight with another CO in on the, the block. In the block. <laughs> on the block. Um, Took a page out of our book. Uh, yeah, a kid named George LeBlanc. And I, I still regret it every day, right? Because I was fucked up. And it was it was my fault, you know? Um, it's good you can say it. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of make this guy look like an asshole, you right. know what I mean? Or whatever, you know? There's, there's a lot of good guys out like there. It is, you, know? you know? And I, I see people on Facebook, social media. I, I still root for all those guys because uh, towards the end, I didn't know how to get high anymore, right? I ran out of money. You aren't going to get money anymore. So you, you were making most, you know, let me get two grand and I'll give you a 2,500 back. And, you know, you're playing the game and all your intentions are right, but you're never going to pay anybody back. Um, so I owe George two grand and he came out to me in the day room. Uh, actually, we were in the bubble and Joe Jubit was there and he said that check bounced. Joe and I said, good, go fuck yourself, you know. And George hit me with a right hand that uh, put me down on one knee. I'll never forget it. He fucking drilled me. Um, and we both ended up losing our jobs out there. Over uh, there. So uh. it's something that, um, you know, those guys, you, you did it. it. It was a good place to work, right? Um you know, we were driving up naming names, you know, Jeff Richardson, Sean Farron. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good guys worked there. You Farron, know, yeah. Richardson. I mean, you on and on. Littlewood, you know. T. Wood uh, was the best. Timmy Finnegan. Like, there, there were a lot of guys. And then it was a lot of bosses. Kevin Slattery. You what's know? his name, too? Uh, used to go on your cell and take a nap. Jimmy T. Jimmy, Jimmy T. Jimmy T. is a great, yeah. great kid. Yes, he was. I mean, so so many good good screws. So yeah, I don't want to sit up is. here and be like, they're all pieces of shit. Like I, I've said it before, there was a couple, right. you know, that were really bad. But I mean, a lot of these guys, they were, they were fucking, you know, they were all partying all weekend and coming into work and they didn't break balls. They didn't, no, they, no. most of them didn't give a shit. If, you know what I mean? So, if you didn't fuck with me, I didn't fuck with you. You know, and the, yeah. the guys who did, we had our ways, right? Back then, um, you know, the new building wasn't built yet. So uh, there was no cameras. You know, you had yeah. all those hiding spots. Yeah. Uh, Why was that spots. built? The new building? Was 2008. I think it opened up in 2009. And that's when that? that place just went, you know, bad. Yeah. Anybody who was uh, behind the wall just refused to do a program. Yeah. Right. All the other, the, uh, the the pods they called them they were all programs so uh, it's just terrible jail used to just be jail right you know go they yeah. get locked up lift weights drink home brew you know now they seg you know segregate uh split everybody up divide and conquer now everyone's on meds guys used to get out of jail you could see him a mile away yeah guy had yeah. that shine he was swollen pumped now they get all yeah. look like they were smoking yeah. crack for a, a year or two because they're on the suboxone and methadone it's yeah jail's a whole different ball game now it used to it's actually be fun, you know what yeah. I mean. I mean, had a lot of fun in there. I, I remember, um, you know, going back to that fight. But um, a lot of fun with Bundy. You know, I remember being at at, um, at Bundy's cell one time, and he's uh, and I'm talking to him, you know, through the bars, and he, I'm out in the tear, and uh, I might have popped my door. I used to be able to pop the door with the mirror, yep. and there was no cops in the tear, and I could get out of my cell. I actually knew how to, you know, get out of my cell. You know, while everyone else was locked in, so I'd run around until they catch me and lock me back in, but. I remember I tell people one time I'm talking to Bundy and he rips open a box of oatmeal. I love the story. It's uh, just the instant oatmeal, you know, the different flavored packs. So he's talking to me and he's shaking like two bags and he rips it open. He dumps it in a bowl and we're talking. He grabs two more. He's shaking and he rips it open. He dumps it in a bowl. He's got the little water in the hot pot boiling, right? He grabs two more bags. He's shaking them. So finally I go, 
how many fucking bags of <laughs> He goes, whole fucking box. What are you fucking I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe one bag, you know? Yeah. Maybe two if I'm feeling crazy. But going back to that fight about with, with, with those guys, um, the first fight, me and me and Bundy are working out, and this guy, Gene Jackson, he'd be out in the yard doing Tai Chi. He'd drink yeah, his own yeah. piss. I mean, he was a crazy, crazy guy, right? But he'd been in a fucking gazillion fights. You know, you just knew the guy could go, you know? So we're working out in the gym, the first fight, and something happened. We went and got a drink or something. We come back, and he's sitting on the bench. And Bundy's like, oh, we're using this. He's like, yeah, I'm using it now. I'm like, oh, man. It's like, no, no, we were using it, and we just. You remember I looked at you? Yeah, and and, and you gave him, you know, you tried to explain it, Uh, and he's just sitting there, and Bundy's standing right above him, and he goes, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm using it now. And Bundy looked at me and just hit him with a whoom, just a fucking (laughs) six-inch right hook, and the guy's head just snapped back, and he was bleeding. He split him, and he was kind of like slumped on the bench, and then it was wham, wham, and he went down. I remember he was leaking, and Bundy stepped back and kicked his fucking head like a <laughs> soccer ball, right? And I remember the blood went up the wall, and everyone in the gym was like, what the fuck, you know? And, um, you know, we went to leave, and I remember the guy come to, and he was like, and no offense, he goes, it was the fat one. He said that, right? So now he ratted. Right, right. right. So this is how this all happened. It wasn't like just this, you know, race thing, but that's how it that's how it ends up. Right. 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 Uh, small. White fights a black, black fights Spanish. It turns into, you know, as how it should be. Or their yeah. own should stick together, you know. So turns into this thing. So now they both get out of the hole and it's like a week. And the way it goes is if a white guy told the blacks to come to the white guys and say, hey, your boy ratted out this guy. You got to check him off the block. Right. right. So we were basically saying to them, this guy ratted him out, mm-hmm. handle it. Uh, but this guy was a fucking loose cannon. Right. And nobody wanted to say that. And nobody <laughs> wanted to step to him. So now, you know, it's like a week, or, you know, two weeks, or 10 days, and you know, kind of slept on him a little bit. He's walking around, but he's watching. Yeah. He's waiting for his moment. He's waiting to pick his shot. And and he did. He waited till we till we worked out. We were doing arms. And I actually went to get a drink, and then he suck at him. And I remember I come running back through the gym, and Bundy, like, bowled him up against the wall, but he split him pretty good. And the guy had his 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 foot wrapped around Bundy's leg, and he was trying to, like, foot sweep him. But, you know, he's not, you know, yeah, him. Not. he's like a fucking oak tree. But he was leaking. He got him pretty good. And I remember I come over the top trying to hit him, and uh, – and I, you know, there was just nothing on it, and he was uh, he was talking shit too. That's uh, all you got, you yeah, know, bitches. I looked at him; he was jumping up and down. Yeah, and I just kind of like gave him a thumbs. Score one for Gene yeah, Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, what what are you gonna do, right? He uh, he got him on that one. So after all after all that happened. Um, they shipped. They kept us in the hole for a while, and they shipped me to the West House of Correction, and they shipped Bundy. Where did they send you? Did they I think they there? shipped me to Denham, maybe. I remember you was were in the Lower Oak for no, that was before. That, it wasn't a Dartmouth. That was another time with Dartmouth. So they never want to keep us together anyway. This was probably the last time we were together because then they just didn't want us in population together. So they'd <laughs> ship it. us yeah. to different jails. So the crazy thing was, you know, all that happened, and it's a fight over a weight bench. Right. right, milk crate. Yeah, yeah milk yeah, crate. Yeah. It's a fight over a fucking milk crate, right? So now 
I get shipped to Wista House of Correction. It gets fucking worse. I go to Wista House of Correction and I got a I got a middle envelope with my uh with my Walkman in it. There he is. What's up, Dave? <laughs> good, my guy. How you doing? You know, we here. All right, all right. Give us a couple minutes. We'll be done with you, Marky, my guy. Um, so I get shipped to uh, to Worcester House of Correction, and um, I'm a, I get to Worcester House, and I'm in the fucking holding tank, and I got my Manila envelope, and I got my my Walkman in it. So there's a bunch of guys in the cell, a couple of black guys, like 10, 12 Spanish guys. Um, there's a there's a white kid there, and I'm like, oh, where are you from? And he's like, New Hampshire. And my friend, who, who I want to talk about his story, but I don't know. i got to check the legal ramifications about the accident. involves <laughs> a murder, a bank robbery, and I don't know. Uh, so my friend Kevin Gill, who escaped from the state prison up there. You want to shut the door? Show? So what was I going to say? I um, I get to the I get the hold cell. I start talking to this kid, and he knows my friend and, and – and this and that, and all of a sudden they call me. They call me out for a mugshot. I tell the kid, "Hey, watch my stuff." Right. Like I got my manila envelope, my rate. Watch my stuff. They call me out. Shut that fucking thing off, Bundy. It'll be fucking. <laughs> uh, so they call me out for a mugshot. I come back in, and the kid's in the corner of the cell talking to some Spanish kid. And I look, I can see my manila envelope. It's flat as a pancake. I know my radio's gone. So I just get shipped out for this thing with Bill Ricca. That's when it, the radio happened? Now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, then. So it was a bad look for me. So now I, I get up. I um, I got the thick uniform on with the V. I take it off. Now I'm like, you know, some guys are just ice cold fight as me. I get nervous, my, but I know I'm, I'm about to go. You know, my right. voice is kind of skipping a little. I'm, I'm yeah. nervous, you know. So I say, hey, uh, somebody went in my shit. Some fucking coward and stole my radio. He's a fucking bitch. I want to look through everyone's bag. Someone's got my fucking radio in here. You know, someone got a problem with it. Step up. So there's this big Jack Spanish dude. I don't forget his name was Coco. He was like a shot caller in the Latin Kings. So I hear him, bah, 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 talking in Spanish, saying, bolsa, bolsa, you know, bag. And I'm like, all of a sudden, all the Spanish dudes get up, and they just put their bags. He's like, go ahead, papi. Right, right. So now I know they didn't, they didn't take my radio. Right. <clears throat> Two black dudes in the cell. One of them, his name was Bullet. He had gold teeth. And um, the white kid. So I immediately look in the white kid's bag first because it's the fucking right thing to do. But I know, you know, I asked him to watch my shit. I'm pretty sure he don't fucking got it. He's like, oh, I wouldn't. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Like, right. This is all happening because of you, you know? So now the kid Bullet's sitting there. He's like, he opens his bag and whisper, they give you a trash bag with your blankets and all your sheets in it. He opens it up. Before he opens it up, the other one's sitting down. He's like, yo, you can't just be looking through people's shit. So I like went over to him real quick. I'm standing above him. I got my foot back. I'm ready to kick him. I'm like, you got a fucking problem? With oh, no, no. I'm like, all right, shut the fuck up then. So all the Spanish dudes look at me like, oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Here we yeah, go. So I'm yeah. like, the other dude, Bullet, opens his bag. He moves a few things around. He's talking real quick. He's like, oh, your radio's probably another block. Three guys left to sell. I'm like, he moves a few things around. He picks up the bag and he like spins it. Right. He spins yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I go, I don't know if you got I go. Step the fuck back, Ace. I'll look through your bag. I open up the bag, my radio. Of course. Pull it out. Now all this man is doing, ooh. So <laughs> we get into it. He landed a couple. I remember for a few days when I was eating, it was sore. I like ate them both. And I headbutted him. And I got his shirt up over his head. And I was hitting him with uppercuts. And he was leaking. I got him good. So now the cops come running. Break it up. Break it up. You know. I'm not breaking out. You're right. fucking pulling me off this guy, yeah. you know? So they're fumbling with the keys. They get in. 
they dragged me off them. Now I'm, uh, I'm in this little holding tank and a cop comes over and he goes, so you just got shipped out of Bill Ricca for, uh, you know, racial. I'm like, listen, it wasn't racial. Right. <laughs> it was a fight over a weight bench. Right. And he's like, so what'd you do? Just come in and fight the first blood. I'm like, no, man. Like I says, he goes, what was that about? I go horseplay. He's like, no, what was it about? I go, man, we were just fucking horseplay. Because I'm not going to say, well, he stole my radio. You know, right. That's not how it works, yeah. right? You know what I mean? So um, I said, um, hypothetically, I said, hypothetically, maybe he fucking tried appropriating something that didn't fucking belong to him, you know? So he's fucking, the only thing I got is this manila envelope. He picks it up. He pulls the radio out. He goes, hypothetically, could it be this? I go, yeah, sure, hypothetically. <laughs> could have been a Walkman, you know? Yeah. So, um I remember afterwards calling my father and he's like, he's talking to people in Bill Ricker. He's like, what are you doing? Starting race wars? I'm like, see, this is how it, right. this is how it happens. This is, <laughs> these are how fucking uh, stuff like this happens. And the thing, stupid fight turns into this, you know, big. And we were thing. all from Lowell, right? Yeah, so everyone right. hung out at the same, same spots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, my father, your father go back a hundred years. Right. Yeah. You know, and I didn't really know you until, um, the Burke house of correction, but I always tell, uh, Anyone who has a bad word to say about Mike Lee, right? I said, Mike, guys like you help more people before nine o'clock, right? Than than anybody does in their lifetime. So, yeah. um, to be able to see people change, you know, I I think it's awesome. Um, I myself ended up in the Worcester House Correction, um, yeah. got charged with a home invasion. Um, it was a night of drugs, you know, and and I went in my neighbor's house, something like that, you know, and they dummied it up. Um, and ended up getting a, a, a beanie in the nighttime. And I went through the whole process. I did 90 days in Worcester. Um, but one of the most embarrassing things was being held in Barica, right? Uh, they held me for two uh, nights. Um, you know, and at the time, I know guys, right? So I'm living a different life now, right? So some guys are trying to send me some stuff, right? And, and some screws don't want to give it to me because I'm a piece of shit, right? I used to be one of the guys, but now I'm a piece of shit, right? Yeah. So, um, I did two nights in the infirmary there, and then I ended up down in Worcester. And when I got down to Worcester, you know, I had done 30 days in Middleton, and that wasn't easy, right? You know, the yeah. red hair sticks out. You know, they, yeah. I got in a couple fights in Middleton, and, uh, you know, I ended up in the hole the entire time, and it sucked. So when I got into Worcester, I was like, this isn't happening again, you know, and, yeah. and I was ready to ready to rock and roll. Um, but I'm out at rec one day down uh, – I think I was in K block and a couple guys from Middlesex County were in H block. So they can see out into, into the yard and it was uh, Nikki Ellis and he just yelled down, what do you need? You know? And he sent me a package and uh, you know, I did the 90 days out there. Um, and when I got out, I still had the case going. Uh, the neighbor realized, you know, who I was, you know, I was a kid who I gave their kids a couple bucks, you know, the ice cream. I always said yeah. hello to her. It was always polite, you know? Um, so she dropped the charges. So I ended up in Portland, Maine. Um, my best friend now, Ryan O'Connor, took me in. I, I did have a shot at sobriety there in 2015. That didn't work. I found the Amtrak, uh, take you back to Haverhill and then jump on a bus to Lawrence. So that didn't work out too well. Um, but when I was in Worcester, I had my sister call him and I said, I know I can make it in Portland, Maine. You know, I, I, I was up there long enough to, um, get comfortable right yeah when i went up there it was uh the first time it was after i fought um the kid angelo pat's cousin and he kicked kicked my teeth oh, out of yeah, my mouth yeah so my first run up in Kick portland your chiclets out. yeah you know i got the 
the twelve hundred dollar specials now looking good like Mike. So um, my first round up there, they're like, "Go get a job," and I'm like, "I got no teeth in my mouth. Where am I getting a job?" You know, I'm 175 pounds, right? And I've been, you know, detoxing the whole nine. So the second time I got up there, um, I just took everything serious. It was a business to me. I was 33 years old. Um, you know, when I'm 18, 19 years old, I'm the quarterback at Lowell High. That's a big deal on Lowell. You know, yeah. everyone thinks you're, you're playing for Notre Dame. And, you know, in my mind anyways, right? yeah. I, I was a fucking legend in my own mind. So um, to be 33 years old and see, you know, how bad I went, um, you know, there wasn't a Home Depot that was safe around me. You know, yeah. there wasn't a Lowe's. There wasn't Kohl's. Uh, one Christmas, I think I took nine TVs out of the Walmart, you yeah. know, in Huts. And, 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 and I still had this sick mentality, right? You're making good money on those scores, but you're spending it all that night. And yeah. you're waking up the next day to do it again, yeah. right? And you can't learn your lesson. Like, you can't even save a little bit just to not be sick the next day. So, um, but yeah, I get up to Portland. Uh, I became the house manager after five months, right? I got a little responsibility under my belt. Um I met a guy in the program who had a hardwood floor company, and he had just got a DUI, so he was back in the program. So I, I drove him around to job sites, and, and that was my job up there. And uh, I just got a few months behind me, you know, structure, structure, structure. And then, you know, after a year, I'd see guys up there, and uh, they were successful, and they were no different than me. And uh, so I started to change the way I thought a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, everything didn't suck anymore that, you know, I call it low negativity. I was slowly losing that, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, Lowell's a place. It's like your family. My family's fucked. But if you say it, I'm going to knock you out. Right. And same yeah. with Lowell. Right. We're from Lowell. I love Lowell. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lowell's I, awesome. I just couldn't make it. So no. uh, if you're from out of town and you say, fuck Lowell, that's a problem. But we can say it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got lucky. My friend Nick Guys was running a staffing agency. Uh, I took a job for 12 bucks an hour as a customer service rep. Uh, he got sick of the job. After five months, I became a branch manager. Uh, and after a year, uh, I became a regional manager. And, and now I essentially run the company. Um, you know, this year we did like 47 million in sales. It's fucking unbelievable. You know, I'm hooked up uh, every hotel in Maine. My family comes up every summer. And I get rooms for nothing. And, you know, yeah. I wrote this lady at the Westin a, a note, a letter, and said, um, you don't know what that means to me. You know, she she gave my, my aunt and uncle a room, my mother a room. And it was like the first time to show them, like, I was something again, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was successful and I was running a business. Um, now I run the complete operations of Chestnut Sober Living. So I've been doing that for four years. It's fucking uh, unbelievable how uh, far you've come. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, guys that have a little bit of hustle in them, I tell people all the time, you know, when you're getting high, it's, oh, I can never catch a break. I can never do right. this. I can never do that. You know, because, <clears throat> you know, when when, a, when, a, when an opportunity arises, right, we see it. Yeah. And we can take advantage of it because we're yeah. fucking there. You know, when we're getting high, you know, we're not even looking. These opportunities are just boom, boom, boom. But we don't see it, you know, because they're too busy, you know, going to get money to get high or getting off E or you're so high, you're, you're hiding from people. So, right. I mean, if, if you if if you put the effort in, like, you know, they say this is an, you know, this is an old one you hear in the program. If you put the effort in you use to get drugs to get money, to get high into your fucking life and you stay sober, you're going to be successful. Definitely. There was a guy, yeah, Sean Hayden. He um, he operates the Pathway House Gamma and Gardner Mass now, but he was from Chelmsford. Uh, his father, Mike, 
two-star deputy out to jail, um, helped me out. You know, him and Mike Miles did a lot to try to get me sober in the beginning, and I just yeah. couldn't figure it out. Uh, you know, it took me going to jail to to kind of say, all right, I had enough, and I'm going to, you know, change a different direction. But Sean had me in the Pathway House, and it's a tough program, right? You got no cell phones. I remember I uh, used that to try to get out of jail once in front of a judge, and he it, shot me down. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Sean grabbed me one day, and he's like, just find your sober hustle. That's yeah. it. You know, and he's like, it's no different. From yeah. when, from doing what you have to do to get high and make a move. And, you know, some of the things I came up with, like I was telling these guys on the write up of going up to this 18 year old kid working at Home Depot and I got a fake receipt in my hand. I got a fake credit card in my mouth and I hand him 10 bucks and I say, put this grill in my car. So the kid essentially stole the fucking grill for yeah. me right? Yeah. and just put it in the car and we just took <laughs> off and, um, you know, to be able to be in the staffing agency and say, wait a second, I can pick this up. You know, yeah. I, I understand this now. Yeah. And then, you know, some of my my customers, the, the head of Casella Waste, you know, just text me on the way, you know, have a good Christmas. You know, it's just situations like that where I'm in a real business, big yeah. time business. And, you know, I go to lunch meetings and I do this and I do that. And I love it, you know, and it's uh, 24 seven, you're on the phone all day long, not different from when you were trying to make moves all day long, you yeah. know, same with you. Yeah. Um, but I, I did also want to say on, on, you know, the Mike Lee thing, there was only one guy that offered to send me money when I was in the Worcester House of Correction. And it was Mike, yep. you know, yep. and uh, my father always says, where were your friends? And I was like, dad, I know the rules. When when you go away, yeah, you're yeah. out of it. You know, yeah. it's like misery loves company. Right. Uh, so when I was getting sober, they were all calling me to come back. Right. Cause they knew I, I had the balls to go out and, to make money for us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, the rule, but there was only one guy. He, he reached out. I said, get a hold of Mike Lee and uh, my, my right. little brother, you know, God love him putting money on my books. Right. The kid was 15 years old and I probably <laughs> manipulated him into putting 1200 bucks on my book and, uh. you know, three months. Cause I was still getting high in Worcester. So, um, you know, whatever the change was in Portland. But, yeah, I said, text Mike Lee. I said, he'll give you a couple hundred bucks for me. So, um, you know, and even now getting to know Bundy, you know, I didn't know you. No, right? I didn't know no, you at all. No, I knew you no. from the jail. Yeah, um, no. Another quick story. I had Bundy in Lower Report one time. and uh, Lower Report is uh, for people that don't know. And there's the hole in Bill Rick of this segregation. But they had the, that jail was ancient. Yeah. And they had, um, what was it, six, four, eight cells down down there on the front and back or five yeah, and five. I think it was five and five. Right. Lower Report. I mean, it was no. a dungeon, that hole. Yeah. It was a fucking yeah. dungeon. And uh, he, these guys probably don't even remember, but it's uh, – you know, Bundy asked me if I was from Christian Hill like 37 times. And then you asked me uh, for the broomstick, yeah. right, 40 yeah. times. And then he, uh, I think you knew Ryan McCarthy. So yeah, that's yeah, how you Ryan. know, you yeah. know, I was from Christian Hill. But, uh, and you're 19 years old and you're like, well, where am I? You know, what's going on here? You know, but you get comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember what's the kid's name? Um, he's from Dragon, big kid. Frank. Uh, Trueville. Trueville. Big Frank. This kid, he's like a rookie, so he's working the hole. He's working lower report. And there was like the space beneath the door. So same thing. I'm asking him for the push broom. I go, and I would never clean myself, so I'm just bored. Never. And he comes over. I said, hey, can you can you give me the broom? And he's like, yeah. And he comes over. He slides into the door. So I grab it. I go, excuse me. He comes over the door. He goes, what? And I fucking hit it with the Bo Jackson. I broke the fucking broom over my knee. Fucking snap. And I just dropped it and kicked it out at his feet. And I'm looking at him, and he goes, 
why? <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> right, yeah. So I go, because I'm an asshole. Yeah. And a couple of people just start laughing, you know, like in Trueville. Yeah. No, and guys like Frank, uh, like Ryan Hogan, even Foley, like those guys, Jeff Rich, they work SAG every day. I don't yeah. know how they did yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Oh. Um, because you guys are just trying to pass the time, you know? So, they're, uh, you're just running wreck the whole time. You're just trying to get a laugh, you know? So, um, yeah. I was good on, the, you know, the first tier and being able to walk out in the yard and stuff, get some fresh air. I don't I didn't know how those guys worked on it. Did I tell a story about Mitchell when I hit in lower foot? You, you, you told it to me, but yeah, yeah. you should tell it here. That's this a good caught, one. This, uh, caught Mitchell, right? Um, Jamie Mitchell from Lowell, his brother, uh, Tracy Mitchell, actually you know, played for the Celtics, maybe only in one regular season game, but I mean, unbelievable yeah. ball player, good athletes and Mitchells. So he's working. He never worked the hole, so they send him down to the hole. And um, I'd come out, and they it was it's like a dungeon in the building, and they just have the light bulb screwed into the ceiling. So whenever I would come out, I'd take a book, and I'd smash out all the light bulbs. It was like three of them on the tier. And they'd have to come in with, like, needle-nose pliers and take the thing. I was like, a big deal. So when they'd let me out for my hour wreck, they'd have the chain from my cop's loop to the, yep. the shackle chain so I couldn't throw anything. <clears throat> so... There, you'd only get wrecked Monday through Friday, one hour a day, you know, three showers a week. And he's working it Saturday morning. And everybody would stay up all night, you know, catching wreck and sleep all day. And he's banging on my door. I'm like, what the fuck's up? And I can hardly see him. It was Mitch. I go, what's up, Mitch? And he goes, you want your wreck? So I immediately jump up because I know he doesn't know the fucking rules, right? <clears throat> There's no wreck on the weekends. You're locked in the cell right. 24 hours a day. You don't get an hour. So I immediately jump up. I go... Yeah, I want my rack. So he uh, he cracks my door, and he's got like a cage. He's in a locked door, but it's just bars, and he's on the other side of the desk. So I come out, and he doesn't got me, you know, he doesn't got me chained to the shackles. I just got the cuffs on, you know. So I grab this big heavy book, this dictionary, and I go, he's on the phone, and he was all right, Mitch, you know. I go, hey, Mitch. He's like, what's up? I go. Hey, man, nothing personal, but I'm going to smash all these fucking lights right now, right? <laughs> hey, he's on the phone with this girl. He's like, yo, hold on, baby. He got his hand <laughs> over the phone. He goes, hey, Lee. I go, what's up? He goes, I don't care if you rip the bricks off this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking, I blow out all the lights, lock back in. Half hour later, the cops come down, Ludberry. Yeah. T. Yeah. Ludberry. Tackleberry. <laughs> Ludberry and a few other ones. And they're like, hey, how'd these lights get broken, right? So I'm in the cell and I'm like, they're defective. I'm like, whenever they, they're like, shut the fuck up, Lee. I'm like, no, you know, check the expiration date. Every time they, they turn on the thing, they the, the lights explode. And they're just like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? So they run the cameras back. They see I was out on wreck. He's yelling at him. He's in all kinds of trouble. They fucking throw him out of low report. They got another coffee. I'm like, hey, Mitch, I'm sorry, man. You're going to sweep, you're going to sweep up butts in the parking lot, right? He's like, you don't get to apologize to me, Lee. You know? So they try. They get him out of there, and then the fucking the cops are all trying to figure it out. And the cop Sheehan, Brian Sheehan, Brian Sheehan I'm yeah. like, he he finally lost it. I'm like, they're defective. I'm telling you, check the fucking <laughs> check the expiration date in the box. Finally, he goes, they're not defective. <laughs> I just started fucking laughing, you know. Jimmy, uh, he ended up a two star out there because of uh, Mitchell. Oh yeah, he ended up a two star because of all the uh, the big fight. Yeah, and then they got their job back. And you know, I always like Mitch though because yeah. does he you, still work there? No, he's retired. I saw him in Market Basket yeah. not too long ago, and uh, 
No, oh, but he can. Did he get can? He can, but they got their they sued for their jobs back, so they oh, all good. got hooked up all with the uh, back pay and everything. Back yeah. pay and they I got shot. He was working a little high security. My daughter's yeah. going a little high, and he's like, "Hey," and she goes, "Oh, you know my father?" He's like, "Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> no, just a good guy, Jimmy. Just <clears> relaxed, <throat> you know. Yeah. yeah, very chill. Blood pressure never went high. No, yeah, so. very chill, good dude. You know, good old fucking lower report. Bundy spent some time. Yeah, yeah. I was down there for months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the car that was down? He lives in Florida now. Donnelly. 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 He John was Donnelly. awesome. Yeah. 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 He would always bring homemade, like, chicken wings. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. 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 He was good. He worked with Randy Costello on the third. Yeah. Randy just retired a, a couple of weeks ago, I think. Randy was a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good screws there. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. All the old ones are all right. Yeah. Cook yeah. Cook just passed away cancer. Yeah. yeah. He was a good dude. That, that sucks, man. Fucking yeah. uh, saw a few things this week. Him, I saw some other things. Some state trooper. Did you see that on the news yesterday? I did see that. Yep, dude, fucking terrible. Yeah, and, and I think that would make. I'm always forgetting shit. They're showing pictures. Of this guy, he's a big dude. He ran like the boat. You, know, you could see him laughing, smiling. They show him. He's just in the wheelchair all time. Yeah, day. yeah. And, and they said it. His wife's like, he started forgetting little shit. You're like, you know, like headphones. You're like, what are those things you put on? Right. And that's like a telltale sign. Right. Yeah. So I'm, if I start forgetting simple <laughs> stuff, <laughs> take it to the I just go fucking load that thing up and yeah. send it home because I ain't fucking. Uh, I, I can't think you're gonna worry about that. Uh, I don't know. I forget, man. I forget. I always forget what I'm talking about. I'm like, I gotta watch. The, I never watch uh, these. Like, I gotta watch them all before I start telling yeah, the fucking. It's usually in your like in your DNA. Yeah, hereditary. Right. Yes. So? Tommy. Tommy's on point. Yeah, my father. My yeah, father, he's good. on point. Yep. He's like, I'm starting to forget stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna be 81 in fucking yeah. two weeks, Dad. You know, I mean, I've been forgetting shit for fucking last five years. So <laughs> every time I see him, I'm like, you're still making me look bad. You're going to the gym every day. Yeah, you know? I know. It's fucking terrible. Guy gets up at four thirty in the yeah. morning, goes to the gym. Remember at one time, I I was out partying. I was with you. Picked me up, and I ended up. You said just sleep on my couch. And it's like four thirty in the morning. I was sleeping <laughs> on his couch, <laughs> and then his father comes down the stairs. He wakes me up. He's like, "Bundy, you want some breakfast?" <laughs> I said, "No." He said, I'm going to the gym. You want to go to the gym? I said, no, definitely no. <laughs> I'll see you when I get back. Right, uh, Tommy's awesome. Uh, yeah, my old man, fucking great guy. Stand yeah. up, stand up as they come. Stuck, yeah. stuck by me when he shouldn't have. You know what I mean? When I was fucking, when I was in a bad way. So, uh, thank God he's still around. I don't know what I'd do without him. Yeah. You know I remember I mean? my father. You know when I'm getting high and he's like, just stop. You know he didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. He, to those guys, that was foreign. You know. Yeah. And he'd yeah. say, I knew guys that would drink cough syrup, do pill. He said, just stop. When I'm looking at him, like I wish, I wish I could. Yeah. You know. Uh, but those guys, you know, my father gets up every day still. He had the jaw cancer. He shaves his face every day, right? He used yeah. to tell me all the time, put your pants on, go to work. Like, and that was the mentality. Yeah. And I think if I didn't have that mentality when I was getting sober, right, just to go to work every day. At the time, yeah. I'm making, yeah. I remember I got to pool and I was making $11 an hour shoveling snow for Seabreeze uh, property service. And the guy came up oh, to me. That's fucking terrible. Right? Right, it's, and in Portland, they got a uh, Joe for Oil sign. And it gives you the time and temperature building, right? Yeah. So I'm walking to work at 2.15 in the morning. And it says huh. minus 13. And I'm like, fuck it. You know? <laughs> so I get down there and, and this fucking, you know, guy from Bangor. I, mean, I don't know where he was from, but yeah. he handed me a, a five-gallon bucket of sand. And I'm on margin away. It's this big long street. And yeah. he wanted me to take that bucket and just fuck. And I said, yeah. no, we're not doing that today. You know, <laughs> that ain't happening. But, you know, I went to work the next day because that's, yeah. it's molded in you, those guys, to fucking do the right thing, yeah. you know. So when well, you get the second opportunity to do the right thing, you know, I try to uh, – 
not take advantage of that. My old uh, man would always say, just have a couple beers and fucking eat a sandwich and go home. I'm just yeah, like, I don't yeah. know, man. I'm not that guy. No. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I have a few beers way. and I want to do some coke and then I want to come down. I'm looking for landing gear and then, you know, just the whole yep. the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, I don't do nothing now. I don't frown on guys smoking weed. Guys got their weed cards in my sober home. I, I, uh, I've read a lot about, you know, um, psilocybin. I don't frown on that. I think that's really beneficial to some people with psych problems. But me right now, coming up on 11 years, nothing. You know, right. no Johnny's, no Suboxone, no methadone, no weed, no fucking drinking, you know, nothing. We, uh, we it's do, been working for me. So yeah, we do gonna. the uh, holistic house, but it's like I don't knock guys who have to get on Suboxone because if, if you're alive and you're being a yeah. productive and you're mother can call you yeah. i'm okay with that right it just didn't work for me so yeah. i'm not gonna i you used know. to um maddie andre a friend of mine i told him you don't gotta be on them get off them get off them and he got off them and then a year later they found him dead in his house and i right. said you know what no, no. yeah i'm not fucking giving my two cents if that someone's on them and it's all like you said it's keeping them alive then hey man yeah to right. you like yeah. you said it didn't work for me but that don't mean no. shit everybody's different you yeah. know <clears throat> everyone's different all right, man. I think that's about it tonight. You know, um, tonight's episode was brought to you by um, Broadway Home Improvement. A great, um, great roof and cup. Slow Definitely. Down. Slow down with the complete yeah, labor and staffing. <laughs> complete labor and staffing. Give me a call. You need and, any work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best temp agency in Maine and, and New England. And New England. All yeah. over New England. Yep. Maine yeah. and New England. Maine right. is New England. Sorry, let me right. take that no. back. The best staffing agency in New England. Yeah. Complete labor and staffing. These guys, man. And what what a good thing that you know because he he sends all the workers to these hotels so he's just got a free wherever he goes is like a list of hotels where he just goes in. I would just live. Could you get away with that? I did it for a while, and uh, it becomes a lot. it gets lonely. You know, you're just in a hotel room every night. You know, yeah, there's well, only right, right. you know when you're sober. I've been sleeping alone for about fifty three yeah. years now. So I mean, it's really not. <laughs> it got, uh, you know when I'm up in Bangor, Maine, and the, the sheets are itchy. I'm like, fuck this. I got to go back to my house sometime uh, soon. Yeah. You know? But yeah, no, it's it's been a great opportunity for me. It's it's a awesome lot of perks. Four owners, all local guys, all good guys. So we'll take care of you. But yeah. you got you got to put up the numbers. You got to yep. put up the numbers. As long as you do that, and uh, you're a hustler, you're a talker. You got you know, if you were a hustler when you were fucking getting high, you're gonna be a fucking hustler when you when you're straight. You Definitely. know what I mean? It's it's a it's a gift, and uh, you come a long way, man. And it's fucking something to be proud of. You know. So yeah. to see where you were, you know, to where you are now, and you said something earlier <clears throat> about when you first did something and your family stayed in there and you were like, wow, you know what I mean? I yeah. can do something for them again. And I remember the moment for me, someone trusted me. It was yeah. Mickey Ward. He asked me to drive his his dogs and his Jeep from Florida to his house. And it was the first time in a long time somebody actually fucking trusted me with something. Yeah. You know, and it was it's it's those those moments where you're like, wow, you know what I mean? Like people are actually starting to fucking trust me again because right. people wouldn't trust me with nothing. Yeah. You know, not that I'd rob you blind, my friends, but you know, I'd fucking whatever. You do it, yeah, you yeah. do what you have to do to get high, you know, yeah. and you don't like it. And, and that's why I started boosting. I made a you know pledge. I'm not gonna nickel and dime my sister or my brother or my mother and father, yeah. you know, hey, give me forty, you know, every day. Yeah. And you're like I wish we were boosters now. Just go over to trash bag, right? It's <laughs> Christmas, we'd be making a score. Oh my god. Remember, you know, remember uh, Walmart, you could return without a receipt for cash like a month after Christmas and Home Depot would give you cash for yeah. you know. 
They, it, was, uh, it was different. We uh, had thing a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. a thing uh, going where we'd get the cards, right? And you couldn't call the back of the Home Depot cards years ago and get a total on there. Yeah. Right? So we'd go and we'd, we'd get the cards and then we'd order on line and go pick up, you know, the orders, Dyson vacuums, all that stuff. And then I had a guy across from the boys club, Asian guy, uh, you know, he'd buzz you in the door. And the first few were, they were real. They were the real deal. So he's giving me a third for it. So yeah. I kept going back, kept going back. And then the next 20, you know, they were duds, right? There was yeah. nothing on them. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I don't know if I was in my head, but I got buzzed through the first door. And I thought, you know, I thought this was it. I didn't know what was going to happen if I went through that second yeah. door. And turn I turned around. around and, you know, I did the 50-yard dash. I was out of there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the thing you think of to, to fucking get high, you know, yeah. some of the genius stuff. Um, it's yeah. definitely, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot easier to go to work now, you know. Yeah. We got to teach Bundy about that whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that's a wrap. 11 in the books. Thank All right, you, thank you, Mike. Like a bunch of narcotics There work Pull up in a new robbery Living like you got it Come on Chopping bricks like a rabbit